Hi, and welcome back to the Pleasing God Podcast, a weekly show focused on helping Christians to think biblically, engage practically, and live faithfully for the glory of God. I'm your host, Jonathan Soule. And once again, I am joined with my lovely wife, Caitlin. And today we get to talk about the next virtue or fruit of the Spirit. We've gone from love, joy, peace, patience, and now kindness. Mm-hmm. Kate, do you want to read that for us? Sure. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. When I think about kindness, all of these fruit, as we've said, are are clusters of like one think in terms of grapes. And there's there's pretty significant overlap. I don't think Paul's necessarily just trying to rifle off all these ideas, but he's he's given us this well-rounded picture of mm-hmm. what a fruitful life, a life that is abiding in the spirit, a life that is not living to the flesh looks like, and it, or a diamond, right? And all the little facets as, as you're looking, but it's it's all one thing. And so when we talk about love, joy, peace, patience, like that'll be manifest in kindness. And especially these next two, really kindness and goodness. Mm. They're so close. They're right next to each other. But nonetheless, kindness is distinct and it's manifest in, in many ways. And so when I think about the word kindness, I think first of, of an attitude mm. from, from, from the heart flows one's actions, right? So, so kindness isn't necessarily first and foremost what we do, but it's, it's our attitude that coming from our heart leads to action. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it stems from love, the love that we have for somebody, and the outflow of that is showing kindness to them. If you think about the order that we've gone through, too, it's almost like, yeah, at this point, if you have love, joy, peace, patience, you're going to ha- you're gonna be kind. Yeah, right? you can't help but be kind. Like, <laughs> love, joy, peace, patience, curmudgeon. <laughs> It just doesn't right. seem like, uh, or unkind. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, a, it's a whole package here. Yeah, for sure. I have a definition for kindness. It's the state, quality, or habit of being kind. And I love that word habit. I think that's really important here when we're talking about being kind. When we define kindness, I think that's, that's excellent. We also need to look, and what I'm so thankful for in the scriptures is we have the living definition. It's rooted in God. It's rooted in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And we might not necessarily think um, of one of the attributes of God as kindness. I mean, I think we could. It's, again, kind of wrapped up in his in all of his love and kindness kind of being a subcategory of his love. But we see kindness in God throughout the scriptures. We have right here Psalm 145, 17, the Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. A Hebrew word that has a, there's not an easy translation is hesed. And this word, if you're reading your Bible in the Old Testament, you might see something like the steadfast love or faithfulness. Or sometimes in the King James Version, you might see the loving kindness. And, 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 and it's that same word that's conveying God's covenant faithfulness, his, his love for his people, his, his benevolent care, his, his kindness. Even his mercy. Oh, yeah. It's all wrapped up that. in that. Um, 
And so you see it throughout the scriptures. Actually, in Genesis 3.15, when right after Adam and Eve have eaten of the fruit, they've been deceived by the serpent, they basically usurped the authority of God, they rebelled against God, they deserved death. All of creation deserved to hit the reset button at that moment, and God is about to execute his judgment upon his creation, man, woman, the earth, the serpent. But before he gets to Adam and Eve, he shows his loving kindness in giving the promise that the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. And so you even see, it's not that wrath and kindness are are against each other, but even prior to judgment, God extends grace and and Mm -hmm. kindness, the promise of the Messiah. Another verse that comes to mind is in Romans chapter 2, where Paul writes, Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, like it's all this one wrapped up thing, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? Think about that. It's the kindness of God that is to lead us to repentance. I think about in my own life, my heart has been broken and convicted through the acts of kindness of others Mm. in ways that, you know, someone just, ah, you need to do this, da, da, da. Yeah. Laws never saved anybody. Grace saves. The kindness of God brings you to the end of yourself. That's awesome. Even beyond when we think about God the Father, spend time in the four Gospels, and you're just overwhelmed with the kindness of Jesus. Oh, everywhere. Healing and taking pity on and loving on those who just were outcasts, looked down upon. The least of these. Yeah. Uh, I'm preaching through the Gospel of Mark, and I just, every single section, I'm just overwhelmed with who Jesus is and his gentleness. I mean, how how really the fruit of the Spirit is, is the fruit of the Spirit of Christ. It is the person of Christ, and how he always showed perfect kindness. When you were preaching through this series just the other day, you mentioned how so much of the disciples we can see in our own lives and how they were quick to judge or they were quick to lose faith or they were quick to shoo people away from Jesus or, you know, hurry along, we've got to get to this one. And how often Jesus continues to take the time to love on his creation, really. And that was just convicting to me that I can just not take the time to really see the people in need. Yeah, I think an outworking of the kindness of Jesus is that he basically says to us in the Gospels, I have time for you. Right, yeah. And I I have time for these people. And I can't cease from showing kindness because that's who I am. Mm-hmm. So we see kindness in God. We see kindness in Christ all the way throughout his life, even giving his life as a ransom for many a habit, as you said. Mm-hmm. And when we think about even sinners in the Bible, basically everyone, not Jesus. <laughs> right. You see this kindness demonstrated throughout. I think of Boaz with Ruth. He was one who showed kindness as the kinsman redeemer for her. Really, he's just a type pointing us forward to, to ultimately our redeemer, but you see this act of, of benevolent kindness that he shows to, to Ruth and in rescuing her. The sons of Noah, when Noah screwed up really bad and got himself drunk and just laying there without clothes on, and Shem and Japheth, 
walk backwards so as not to to shame their father and go and cover him. They show him kindness, Mm -hmm. even in his stupidity. At the end of the book of Acts, Paul has been shipwrecked to get onto the island of Malta, and there's these people, the native people on the island of Malta. They didn't know Paul uh, or anything. He was a stranger to them. And we read in Acts 28.2 that the native people showed us unusual kindness for they kindled a fire and welcomed us all because it had begun to rain and was cold. They showed this selfless care for the good of others. I think of David when uh, multiple times Saul was coming after him to kill him. And David had an opportunity at one point to end Saul's life and he chose not to. Jonathan with David as well, how many times he showed him Mm -hmm. kindness. Joseph and his brothers, we all know the story of Joseph. And uh, at the end, when his brothers find out that he was essentially one of the most powerful men in all of Egypt, and he totally had a right to put them away, he chose kindness and, you know, told them that what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Again, the more I just just thinking about kindness, grace and mercy are wrapped up in this. Like, Definitely. if kindness is the habit of our heart, what comes out of us is grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. So, so mercy is not getting what you deserve; it's the withholding of what you deserve. So, in the case of Joseph, his brothers deserve to be punished for their crimes, mm-hmm. but he withholds what they deserve. And grace gives them what they don't deserve. Brings them in to live with him. And when we take that and we go all the way forward to the cross, there you see the loving kindness of God demonstrated in Jesus Christ, really the loving kindness of Christ, in that we did did not get what we deserved so that we could receive what we don't deserve. And the cross is the great reversal because... Christ received what he didn't deserve, but it wasn't grace. No, he received punishment for for our crimes. And so he got no mercy, no grace, so that we could have mercy and grace. That's the kindness of God shown to us. And Joseph's a great example because Joseph, again, is pointing us to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we could talk just throughout the scriptures loaded with, with kindness. And we must understand, though, that even... Outside of Christianity, there's um, there's almost a, a, a natural inclination for people to show kindness. It's like a disposition of human nature. And yeah, it's the first thing that we teach young children. It's the first virtue out of them all. You know, be kind, be kind. And they don't know the the why or the root of that yet, but we know to teach them kindness. And then once they get that, you know, you can go further, but it's, it's, it's foundational to our lives as human beings to be kind. But even unbelievers show kindness. Yes. I mean, Bill Gates gives away, I don't know, millions and millions of dollars. He's a philanthropist, which is actually the Greek translation can be kindness there. And yet it's not for the same reasons. I have read The Law of Kindness by Mary Beakey. Phenomenal book uh, for you listeners. <laughs> I would highly recommend it. It is amazing. It's wonderful. Put a, put a, we'll put a, a link in the show notes. Yeah. And she talks about the difference between acts of kindness and kindness as a character trait, something that is within you and it flows out. 
uh, because even an unkind person or, or a grumpy person or an unsaved person can have acts of kindness. Uh, but having that be truly uh, within you to be kind and kindness as a character trait is different. Wow. Yeah. I I don't think I've thought about it that way, but those are helpful distinctions to make or just categories to think in. And so first and foremost, because we've been indwelled by the Holy Spirit, that's he's the source of kindness that flows out of us, but also understanding that the motivation for kindness is shaped by a biblical worldview. So when we think about what it means to be human, in its most basic sense, to be an image bearer of God, that means all people everywhere deserve dignity, respect, and value because they bear the image of God. doesn't matter what they do in life. And so by virtue of that, we our default mode should be to show kindness. The golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would have them do to you. You know, I think about that as the minimum standard. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly do unto others as you would have them do unto you, but do unto others as you would want, as they would want you to do unto yeah, them. Yeah. So let's think about some practical ways in which kindness can be seen in us or demonstrated by us in everyday life. We got to get out of the abstract and come down mm-hmm. to the concrete here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what are some ways that you think uh, or that you do? That which, again, from the inside out. So it's not just that your acts of kindness, but uh, cultivating that heart of kindness. I think that this can stem from having patience, because if you have patience and love, like like we talked about earlier, kindness kind of flows out of that. Kindness is empathy. It's sympathy. It's coming along next to somebody who's going through a trial and, and being there with them and showing love. It's someone just having a baby or surgery or in a trial and bringing them a meal. It's doing yard work for somebody who, who can't get out and do yard work for whatever reason. It's it's showing up for people. It really is. It's easy for us to love on people outside of our home where we can see the lack of it the most is in our own home and with the people that we're living with. That's where the trouble is. The people that you're most comfortable with are probably the people that you are not as kind to. So yeah, in in Mark 6, Jesus goes back to Nazareth and he goes in the synagogue and he's rejected there. And he quotes a proverbial statement. He didn't make it up, but he says, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown. That came from the Greeks. And what that means is familiarity breeds contempt. Mm -hmm. And so the closer we are to the people we are familiar with and comfortable with, sometimes they're taken for granted Mm -hmm. and kindness seems to be a little more difficult. Proverbs 31, 26, the, the passage that talks about excellent woman. And this verse says, she opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. And that's not just for women or moms or wives, or it's for all of us. The teaching of kindness should be on our tongues, and especially to those in our home. Yeah, so when I think about the why question of why demonstrate kindness, because we represent Jesus. We are his people who claim to be his followers, and we should walk in a way that is reflective of that. And from the why, because the Spirit is at work in us, leads us to the how, and as you shared, you know, thinking about ways uh, we can 
give of ourselves, be present, go out of our way at times. Um, And you never know. Sometimes just a, a simple act of kindness, it might not cost you much, but the return on that is invaluable. There have been so many times, especially in ministry, where kind of sloughing through maybe a difficult season or or circumstance, and even just getting a text from somebody, an encouraging word, um, or, hey, I'm praying for you. I'm not sure why, but this is just on my mind. Those little acts of kindness really go a long way, especially to someone who is going through a difficult situation. Yeah, absolutely. So I would encourage you, the listener, if someone comes on your mind to pray for them or to feel prompted to do something for them, do it. Mm-hmm. Proverbs twenty one twenty one says, whoever pursues righteousness and kindness will find life, righteousness, and honor. It's hard to show true kindness and at the same time maintaining selfishness. Now, you can selfishly do acts of kindness, Mm -hmm. and I think that's dangerous. We'll talk Mm -hmm. about that in a second. But true kindness from the inside out comes out of wanting to bless someone else, not not for yourself, but for them, and finds its satisfaction in the blessing that the other person receives, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. In the book uh, that I referred to by Mary Beakey, uh, she quotes this man, William J. Bennett, Kindness is a virtue that takes seriously the reality of other persons, their inner lives, their emotions, as well as their external circumstances. Jesus is speaking in Luke six, thirty-four through 36, and he says, And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. No, he doesn't say the word kindness there. It's written all over in his commands. So I think those are some really helpful, practical ways to, to think about it. But when we think, what's the end? What's kindness? Even kindness is not an end in of itself. It's a means to an end. What's the end that we want to see happen? in the demonstration and living out of this fruit. I mean, ultimately, we could say pleasing God, right? That's why we have this podcast. Yes. But I want us to think in terms of the demonstration of kindness is meant to point people to Jesus. It's not to draw attention to ourselves. Actually, true kindness, we're wanting to, we're wanting to get the attention mm-hmm. off of ourselves. We're, we're others-focused. Mm-hmm. And so kindness, true acts of kindness are selflessly wanting to bless others and point them to Jesus. Mm -hmm. I I think of many, many kind people that have crossed my path and they don't want glory, fame, recognition. They they struggle when you say thank you sometimes, but what they want to do is be faithful and show the love of Jesus through just being simple servants of Christ. Mm -hmm. So with whatever we do, whether you you know, you feel prompted to uh, show an act of kindness and take someone out to dinner or write them a note or say, hey, I'm praying for you or wh- whatever your your thought process might be. We, we know that we're not doing it for recognition. We're not doing it for vainglory. We're not doing it so people think better of us. No, I'm reminded of Psalm 115.1. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory for the sake of your steadfast love and faithfulness. And I think that just brings it full circle. We are just 
servants of Jesus, trying to point other people to Jesus and live out this life that we've been called to do. As a mom, it's convicting to me, and I was convicted even reading that book, but when a child comes to you hurt or sad or upset, it's easy to sometimes just be like, oh, you're okay, you're okay, and kind of send them off, you know, give them a Band-Aid, send them on their way. But that's just taking care of that need. But really getting down on my knees, looking them in the eye, telling them I am so sorry you got hurt, and lovingly cleaning up off their wound and putting on a Band-Aid, that is showing kindness. So you can still meet needs and not have that sense of empathy, sympathy, and, and kindness. But really entering into someone's hurt really goes a long way and going the extra mile to make someone feel loved and cared for uh, really will set a tone of kindness in your life. And I think we should also note that kindness is not just outward acts. We are to be kind inwardly Hmm. in our thoughts as well. That's really important because sometimes we feel like, oh, we're good. We have this outward kind of kindness to people. And, you know, I'm nice to people. And in fact, being nice and being kind are two completely different things. (laughs) Um, I would say that you can be nice and not be kind. Actually, you just, you know, here's a controversial take. The Bible doesn't tell us to be nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, right. because we can be kind and still have hard conversations. We can be kind and still tell the truth and love. But also in our thoughts and our inward conversations should also be kind. It's really easy to be critical on the inside and judgmental on the inside. But we are to, we are to take every thought captive. Yeah, because the origin of the word nice really means foolish, ignorant, frivolous, and senseless. Mm -hmm. Now, I think when we use it, we're talking more as a synonym with kindness Mm -hmm. and agreeable, pleasant. And I understand. And yes, the Bible does say to do those things. But uh, nice has become just such a subjective word, like you're not nice to me. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? And so, yeah, I think that's important to, to understand. Well, let's wrap this up. I think that point that you make about remembering to be kind inwardly. As we've said throughout, that's that's the wellspring of life, the heart, right? And so... May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing unto you. Yes, because kindness inside will result in grace and mercy outside. Mm-hmm. There's not someone that bottles up all of their kindness and refuses to show it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, let's not be disconnected there because you know what they say, about flattery and gossip, right? Mm -hmm. Gossip is the words that people will only say behind your back, but never to your face. And flattery are the words that people say to your face, but never behind your back, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like masquerading as kindness. These are, you know, saying all these kind of nice things. I'm being kind to you, but it's it's really just not true. Yeah. I love um, one more reference to the law of kindness. Again, the law of kindness by Mary Beakey. Uh, It will definitely broaden your view on what it means to be kind. But I love what she says here. Like drops of food coloring in a glass of water, our actions must be tinted with kindness. Everything that we do, everything that we say, everything that we think should have that tint of kindness. I'm reminded of one of my new, I don't know if it's a new song, but to me, one of my favorite songs, All Glory Be to Christ. I think it's the second verse that goes, His will be done, His kingdom come, on earth as is above. 
who is himself our daily bread, praise him, the Lord of love. Let living water satisfy the thirsty without price. We'll give a cup of kindness, yet all glory be to Christ. So it's all about him and his glory as we seek to live lives faithfully unto him. Well, I want to thank you for listening to the Pleasing God podcast. If you have any questions, I would love to hear from you. You can reach out at questions at pleasinggodpodcast.org. And remember, 1 Thessalonians 4.3, this is the will of God, your sanctification.